The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. After a crazy month, the crew is back together. This week, the guys get into the last living blockbuster, why athletes can't catch a break, philosophy becoming real life, and the problem with having a live mascot. All that and more this week on Just Press Play. How many losing seasons does Tom Brady have to have before you can fire him? It's not an unnecessary roughness. It was a completely necessary roughness. I mean, that's a good point. I mean, the man, the man runs for 170 yards is what he got credit for, but he, he walked and ran a total of like 300 yards. <laughs> as soon as it came out of my face, I knew how dumb that was. All right, so the guys are back. What's up, guys? It's been a What's while. What's up? It's been a while. What oh, is man. up? Like a month you know, since we've, we've had, done this for real. Right. It's we had we had the, the best of last week, and then the week before, we were missing L, and then I think we missed a week in we there with that the wedding. It's just, it's yeah. been forever, and yeah. sorry, listeners, it's been a little while, but we're back. We got, I think we got, I think we got a good episode for this week. What y'all think? Uh, I think so. Pops is off the dome, so we're going to be all right. I'm I'm (laughs) off the dome, baby. Brain dance. Uh, So the World Cup, I'm sure sure we'll get a little bit into it a little bit, but this is Sunday, so we're recording on Sunday afternoon. The World Cup has ended. France won it. Yep. So let's just, with that being said, let's just get over to our best and worst of the week. And I want to start it out with my best of the week is going to be the fact that the World Cup, actually, it's the biggest soccer event in the world. And they said it was going to start at 10 a.m. Central Time. By God, it started at 10 a.m. It's not yep. like all the NBA and NFL yep. where they say t- it'll be at six and it starts at 645 yep. or 647 or, or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. always 647 or 703. <laughs> yeah, or, yeah. FIFA said the World Cup was going to start at 10 a.m. And yep. I had my recording set. And as soon as I put hit on the record, it like the ball's in the middle of the court or at yep. the middle of the field and they're starting. I was like, yep. wow. It's cool yeah, how that wait. works. I, I wish. Now, whoa, 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 whoa. What is the soccer thing called? It's pitch. called the pitch. The pitch. Yeah. Come yeah, on, come on pitch. now. <laughs> okay. Um, well, then let's quit calling it soccer and let's get into football. No, no, no. no football. Soccer is the name football. for it. Soccer is the name for it. Yeah, I think we got to stick with soccer. Football is football. Soccer well, is soccer. and football, like soccer right. is the original name for it. Well, it was called football, but there was association football and rugby football. So association got taken to soccer. And- I was going to say I will defer to LJ as the the – Soccer aficionado, but then again, we have, we deferred to him for hockey, and John clearly told us that that was that was not smart. Well, British, so people, I, don't, I don't know. I question what LJ says. British people, oops, sorry, British people who were the inventors of the game, they'll tell you it's called football, but they called it soccer up until recently when Americans started calling it soccer, and then they're like, okay, never mind, we got to come up with a new name because those idiot Americans <laughs> are Americans. Our yeah, it's kind of like kids like on Facebook until like they get their parents' friend requests, and they're like, all right, we're moving on to Instagram. It's all right, time to go to time to go to Instagram. <laughs> yeah. 
No doubt. I know. I'm, I'm about to have to make the shift from Twitter because, you know, dad's on Twitter every now and then now. So I don't, I don't know. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. For real? No, I'm just kidding. Anyway, so with that being said, dad, what do you got for your best of the week? Well, I mean, okay. I, I don't even have a worse. So can I have like two there or three we best? Go. That's, hey. I, I like yeah. it. Let's go. Fire it off. Okay. So my best. I mean, was, I knew he was going to have more than one best. It's just at least he's I taking a really out good weekend. So so shut up, so I can tell it. Shut <laughs> up. So Friday night, I got to hang out with Tammy, play a little golf, you know, chill out, you know. Got my butt kicked by her, but anyway, we had a good time. <laughs> um, Saturday, I woke up. I went to my last board meeting that I'm I have to attend, which was for the river. You know, cool, our for the river. Yeah. I'm glad I was on the board, but I'm ready to be just a member. Yeah. Then I got to drive up with Malcolm Gladwell to uh, Fort Smith. Yeah. You know, I got I got this little man love, well, well, man crush was, on Gladwell. Was Malcolm Gladwell riding shotgun with you or his God, podcast it felt was like it. it felt like he was just right there shotgun with me. <laughs> with me notes and, and he's just talking to you. <laughs> man, we were talking, me and Malcolm. And then, so I got to hang with my boys uh, up in Northwest Arkansas and hang with my boy uh, <laughs> that's on yeah, the left of the screen up. here. Yeah. Your favorite and, single son. Uh, got back and got back today. <laughs> yeah. My favorite single son. And then I got to ride back today with uh, my boy, Bob, who I hadn't got to hang with in a while and, and mm-hmm. sure enjoyed visiting him. And I got home safe. I yeah. Got home safe. So but, it's just been. Okay. Here, here's a best that's kind of funny. LJ, you'll get tickled about this. Right. So all day long, we're talking about, we played golf this morning and Kevin rode with us and he didn't want to know what happened in the world cup. Sure. Sure. Can I tell this? Yeah. Yeah. Go okay. ahead. So, like, we leave our phones in the truck for the first nine, so we can't get any tweets or any notes or anything like that. Okay. No notices. Right? I don't. Even, I turn my phone off because I just I have followed too many things that I'll get a notification. I was like, I'm just gonna leave it off. I'm just gonna leave it off. Yeah. Well, and he asked me, he says, like, he says, Dad, you know, should I mention to all your buds, like, don't say anything about the World Cup, or would that make them just? Yeah, screw with that's me, a fair you question. Know, I said that. Because like, you, I know, I know you know Keith. I could just see Keith Jackett with me, like, hey. Yeah, so, right. and I never, I won't know what's true or not, but still, yeah. I just know he jacked. And he wouldn't me. care in any other situation so, but to mess with you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, mean, I love he Keith. Come death, up with but I know like, Jack with me. He'd like say Hawaii won. He wouldn't even know who's in, but. But so I said, no, I, my boys aren't even going to really know. I mean, no, no offense to soccer, but they're that's just not their deal. Mm-hmm. They're not going to even know what's going on. I think let's let it lie. So we get in the truck to leave. We get we get completely golf. We do everything. Eighteen holes. We do everything. We hug everybody. Peace out, brother. See you next time. Me and Kevin load up in the truck. My boy Bob gets his phone and goes, "Oh damn, France won the World (laughs) Cup." I'm like, "Oh." I mean, I was like, I was trying to go, "No, no, 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 no," and I. I could not shut him up. It was just oh, too late. Too I don't think. I think all he got was, "Oh, France won," and he heard Dad saying yeah. no, so he kind of quit. But I mean, it's too yeah. late, you yeah. know. Yeah, it's like yeah. you know Cats that song, the, the streak. It's like, "Don't look, Ethel," but it was too late. <laughs> <laughs> there she, there he went. And Bob, Bob anyway. felt bad. He was like, "I'm sorry about." it. I was like, "Well, no, I didn't tell you on purpose because I thought maybe that would that would work." He's like, "Well, I wouldn't. I don't even care. Really, it just it popped up like AP News popped up on my phone. <laughs> yeah. I just thought, oh, hey, the World Cup." Well, and that's the funny I watched the game and I thought it was a really great game, but I could imagine if you knew the outcome, it's not a very good game. Like soccer is one of those yeah. sports where like the tension is everything that it is. So just so knowing I said, the France yeah, so won, I sat down, you know I the Croatia doesn't make that I watched it, but yeah, yeah, it got because oh. it got to like four one, and then Croatia got to like four two, and the announcers even going now if Croatia can find a way to score here. 
Yeah. And put that put a lot of pressure on France now. And I'm just like, I know, I know that they're not going to put pressure <laughs> yeah. on France. Right. Well, and so I, but so did, what it yeah. did was it, I took a glorious nap while, while watching the, the recording <laughs> of the World Cup. So I, I did watch some of it, but a, a glorious nap got put in between. Yeah. So. LJ, what do you got for your best? Uh, I made it to the gym for the first time in a month, so I feel good. Like, I, it's a little thing, but man, it's yeah, I haven't had time to do it, so it just it's good to be back to old habits finally after all the chaos that well, was you've, the last month of my life. Yeah, I mean, between the last <laughs> yeah. month, I mean, you barely have had time to sit down, you and Anna. Oh, man, yeah, yeah. Getting back was just playing catch-up, too, so this last week has been crazy, but... Today we had some time. We went because like what y'all good. y'all flew in, and as soon as y'all flew in, y'all drove all the way down here to come pick up pocket, and drove all the way back, and, yep. then, and like then you said, caught up, got so home at twelve thirty, and then started work at eight a.m. So yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's good to be back on the pod. Yeah, yes. for sure, for sure. Yeah. So back to old habits. That's mine. Well, so on on to the worst. I was actually I was going to mention what Dad mentioned as part of my worst <laughs> about about Bob mentioning that, but you know. <laughs> I have another one. This one's pretty good, and y'all may have heard it. You may have, you may have not. I don't know. It was, it was about a week, or, week or so ago. But a guy over—I don't know if it's one guy or not—but something over at the USPS, the Postal Service, mm-hmm. cost them three point five million dollars. Because, Dad, you know, I don't do stamps at all. I don't know if you still—they're less than at all. that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> have you ever heard of the forever stamp? Yeah, well, is that the one that it's good for forever? You buy it now, and, and it's, it's got a Statue of Liberty good. on it, and okay. it was released yeah. in 2010. Yeah, it was like a big deal. It made a bunch of money and all this stuff, and it was a cool stamp. And I think if there are such things as stamp collectors, I think there are. That was like a big one. But okay. anyway, the problem that, that showed up was it actually doesn't show the real Statue of Liberty. It shows the replica outside of New York, New York Casino in Las Vegas. No way. How can you tell the difference? And well, if you look them up, there's a side by side. There's a difference, but that's that. Here's let's get to the point, though. Okay, all right. The guy, that's not even the thing. Apparently, the USPS didn't even know that. Whoever chose the image just thought it was. They just found the image or the picture and thought, "Hey, here we go. This will work." Yeah, and put it on there. Well, the guy that that uh, did that replica statue sued the USPS for using and profiting off of his statue without oh, wow. giving him anything, and the judge ruled in his favor, ordering the postal service to pay him. $3.5 million, wow. Mr. Robert Davis. Wow. Just became wow. $3.5 million richer because someone didn't check to see if it was the real Statue of Liberty that oh, they're putting on the man. forever stamp oh, at the well, United States Postal Service. Yeah. Bobby D is happy about that, though. <laughs> yeah, he's not He's not upset about it. It worked out well for him. So, uh, so that, that was actually going to be my worst last week, but then we didn't have one. So <laughs> there we go. I, th- I thought that was someone had a bad day at the office when he figured out that. That his screw up mm, led to three point yeah. five million dollars. Oh, God. I wonder if he's still at that office. <laughs> he's probably been relieved of his duties. <laughs> Maybe. Um, <laughs> that Dad, what do you got for your? You don't have a worst, right? Right. I don't have all a worst. Good. I, I'm Besides, all good. All all good. I guess you, you could you could have mentioned our our golf game, which actually it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't great either today. Right. You know, I, I'm going to put some of mine. My knee is not right up to par. I don't know what's going on with it, but. I mean, it's for real. You you saw. I mean, my knee's not quite up to par, so which is boy pun not necessarily intended. But <laughs> uh, um, Kevin Kevin hit the ball. Yeah, actually, today. this is what's well, like the first time I've really played. Like I've I've gone out with y'all a few times, and I was mainly just riding, and I've swung a few mm-hmm. times, or I've gone at Little River and swung a few, but I've not actually played. And today we really played eighteen holes, and I didn't play like the first two or three, and I just started playing with y'all. 
And that was actually, now I want to tell people I played good. That means if I would have been playing by myself, it would have, score would not have been good. But if you've seen me at, at my normal, it was, it was a solid day on the course. So. And it was just like you said, like you said in your best, it was a ton of fun just hanging out with the crew. And it was all your old, all your fantasy football boys, some of your fantasy football boys and old fraternity bros. It was fun. It was cool. Yeah. It was a good time. El, what do you, what do you got? Since dad has no worse, it's just been a good week. Uh, what, what do you got for your worst? You got anything? Well, I'm going to reach back a little bit because I hadn't been on. But uh, if anybody uh, interacted with me uh, Saturday of last weekend, <laughs> I apologize greatly. <laughs> <laughs> At about 10 p.m. onward. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I woke up the next morning and, and rode in a car and drove for 12 hours. Uh, so, yeah, that was uh, the river yeah. got to me. You know, <laughs> The river yeah. was yeah, really got- fun last weekend, and I will say that I thought that I was pretty – um I was having a really good night, and then I was able to tell – like, you know, you can tell someone's really having a good night when you're already there, and you can still tell that that person's <laughs> worse than you. And you're like, okay, he's having a good night, but it, it was a fun night. I do apologize. Really, for anyone that encountered with either one of us after <laughs> 10 p.m., at, once the fireworks were over, it was – uh. It was a shit show, to say the yeah. least. It was probably, <laughs> probably an apology is in order yeah. Yeah, for anybody uh, that saw y'all after 10 p.m. Well, and poor but Hannah, especially say, hanging out with both of us heavily. Yeah. For, speaking Bless of Hannah, though, for, yeah. for what could have been a best was the sandwich that she made me about 1030. I don't know if my inebriation had anything to do with how good it tasted, but my God, it was one of the best sandwiches I've ever oh, had. She can make a sandwich. I'm saying like <laughs> she threw down. <laughs> uh. All right, so let's go over to we haven't done it in a while, guys, but let's do y'all want to do some layups? I got let's, I got some topics yeah. to hit. Let's let's hit some layups. Let's jump on a few. So I want to start us out with one of them is I don't know if y'all realize this, but I don't know if y'all realize any were remaining, but after today there will be just one blockbuster remaining in the United States. Which part it blows my mind for two reasons. Like I kind of as I prefaced, that I didn't there's realize, one left. Yeah, I didn't realize <laughs> yeah. blockbuster was still a thing. But two, it's kind of it, Hit me and hit me in my feels a little bit because there was there was something too on Friday night. You didn't have anything to do, just go to a blockbuster. Even if you weren't going to buy anything, just go peruse through and just look at all the different rentals and think about what you might get. You could spend 30, 30 minutes in a in a blockbuster. I really, just, I never did thoughts on that. I never did blockbuster, but I do have like fond memories of like movie gallery and stuff. And it's just the end of an era for them to be yeah. disappearing like this. So well, yeah. so the the. There were two, there's three total before, uh, there's three right now, I guess, as of Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening, there was two in Alaska and both of those are now, they said they're closing after, once they close tonight, they're closing for good and they'll do like a liquidation, uh, I think it's called a liquidation sale or whatever. Yeah. And kind of the reason people thought that the ones in Alaska lasted as long as they did is because it's dark there a long time, so there's not as much to do outside. And then apparently internet prices are higher. So for streaming wise. Yeah. So that was kind of how they credit that. But the one left, the, the lone one remaining is in Edmond, Oregon. I don't know how long that sucker stays open, but it is, as you said, it is uh bringing back or it end of an era, really. And I, I bet speaking of this, I bet mom's thinking when she thinks back to movie gallery, she thinks of all the games that I rented and never turned in on time. She paid too many late fees for movie oh, gallery. I'm sorry, yes. mom. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> When's the last time either one of y'all watched a DVD? Uh, I got, well, I've got Space Jam. I'll throw it on every now and again. Really? <laughs> yeah, okay. Every now and again. Uh, 
You have a couple I mean, of copies of Space Jam, I think, don't I you? I do. I have one in the car just ready to go at any time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think okay. uh, I'm trying to think of the last. The last one I watched was, and I, I forgot about it, but dad mentioned it on our trip to Chicago. We threw training day on in the car to go with that because Tammy had the the little screen you could put down. So we we turned that on. Yeah. But it's the movie. uh, I can't remember what it's called. It's called it's Michael Sarah and it's something something takes on the world. He's like a rock band. Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. Yeah. That was the last Mm -hmm. DVD I watched for it. It It's probably about two months ago. And Mm -hmm. then before that, I have Mm -hmm. no idea. It's probably been years. They're really the only Mm -hmm. reason I've still got them is so like if the Internet dies on us. So we can still watch something yeah, if we I need mean, to. So we've got I some have like, a few. I think TV I stole some, that. maybe from Dad's collection, and maybe some from oh, Wayne's wow. collection. Time out. I, well, it's always an accident <laughs> if they were stolen. I don't know if they are or not, but <laughs> if it was, it was definitely an accident for sure. I've got two but, uh, videotapes oh, okay. still. Really? Like, yeah, I've got, you got any way to play this? Yeah, yeah, yeah not at all. I've got. I'm <laughs> sitting here on Office Space and Pulp Fiction with no way to watch them. So, well, you got them. All right, so that'll do it for that one. Right, I want to go on to the next layup, and I don't know if you guys saw it. Free agency is pretty much kind of wrapping up in the NBA, and I know LJ is a big fan of the NBA, but uh, <laughs> uh, free agency is wrapping up, and I just saw it kind of went uh, a little under the radar, but Isaiah Thomas signed a one-year deal for $2 million with the Nuggets. Which is basically remember, a max contract, right? Yeah, or, or otherwise known as the veteran's minimum. <laughs> and, <laughs> He, if you remember, literally a year ago today, he had just got done with the season with the Celtics after I think he finished third in MVP voting, second in the league in scoring, amazing year. And he was, he made the comment that they're going to have to back the Brinks truck up. He's seeking a hundred million dollar <laughs> contract. And then they traded him to the Cavaliers and the Cavaliers needed him to rush back because they needed to see what he would play like with LeBron before the deadline. He needed mm-hmm. to hurry up because he wanted to make sure to earn to prove that hey I'm I can play I'm not hurt still and it just screwed him he was a shell of himself and now he's getting who knows he might have a great year this year but just it just shows you man it's a business it is a business well what what did that cost him I mean what would be an estimate that that that, that I don't that think cost so him? he would have never got uh um, I don't think he, he would have got, got the Celtics were not going to max him up they were they would have let him walk before they would have maxed him. But they might have given him twenty mil a year or something like that. I think that. he could have got a hundred million dollar contract. If not from the Celtics, somebody would have said, We'll bring in a guy that can get 25, 30 points a game, whether it be the Kings or or the Magic, someone who's just like, We'll we'll bring in someone who can score and put fans in the seat. And now he's one year two million, which he is going back to play with one of his old coaches. So that's kind of cool. Uh, but yeah. It just I, it cost him, I would say, at least ninety million dollars. And he probably what he should have done is he should have, when he got traded, which Danny Ainge, it worked out very well for Boston. I mean, they have Kyrie Irving, who I would say is probably a better yeah. basketball player to me than Isaiah Thomas. But I think you and everybody else would say, but anyway. It, it just, he probably should have just waited and came back when he was healthy and been himself. But even, the worst part was in that Celtics run, he probably, apparently he should have got shut down earlier when, he, when his hip got hurt in the first place. And he told doctors he would play through it because he wanted to play in the playoffs, even though they were going up against the Cavaliers and they didn't have a shot. He just wanted to play with his guys. He didn't want to sit with his boys or his team. And then the Celtics, just like that, just ship him away. And it just it just shows you uh, – sometimes we'll take the side of the owners over the players. I don't understand why we ever, as a fan, would ever do, take the side of the bajillionaires instead of these athletes. Get your money while you can because don't, don't yeah. take – 
Dan Gilbert side or, you know, or these, these bajillion right. dollar owners. Let's, but I don't know. Just kind of, kind of sad. Tough but, deal. uh, Tough deal. moving on to baseball. I don't know if you saw this LJ. Tim Tebow is going to be an Eastern League All Star, uh, participant in the double a so he made it did not see that yeah it was it was i thought it was it was cool uh just because i don't know i don't remember how long ago it was when he tried to make the the jump over to baseball but a lot of people just were like i think nbc sports said that it's an insult it's an insult to real baseball players uh washington post called it a publicity stunt personal personally i didn't think there was any way I was like, there's no way he's just going to pick up baseball at 29 and just be ready and can make yeah. it. But I, if, if nothing else, this is success. I don't know if he makes it to MLB, but I, it shocked me. I'm impressed by him making it this far. How far um, away is AA yeah. from the league? So from the show? normally, from my understanding, the the really good prospects, like if you're a top pick, you play in AA, I believe. And that's kind of there. So there's really good talent. But if you end up, if you don't make it right away from AA to the the, the, the show, then you'll go to AAA. And that's where kind of the veterans who are, aren't quite on the cusp. So that's where Tebow more than likely will get. But Double A is talent. There's some real talent he's, sure. he's playing against. Okay. And does he's he got, actually deserve it, the spot? Do you know? Is that like? Uh, well, I he, looked up. I mean, uh, like batting that's average. Probably a fair question. Yeah. Okay. I looked Go up ahead. in the Eastern League, like his home runs. He's I think ranked ninth. He was ranked uh, like eighth in OPS. And he was had his batting average is two sixty nine, which isn't it isn't bad. It's not crazy, it's, but yeah. So I don't I don't know I don't know for sure. There may be more deserving people, and it may be just it could have. I think he is deserving, but maybe there could be a nod of well, let's get Tim Tebow in the All Star game because that will put more seats in there, which is it definitely publicity. will. I mean, it's yeah. he's probably the biggest name in Double A baseball as far yeah, as like public recognition say, is. Well, but let me say, as far as I can tell, Tebow has just quietly went about his work, trying to be a better baseball player. He's trying to trying to live his life, do his thing, and I'm yeah, I'm still rooting for the guy. I mean, I hope he I hope he does well in the All Star game, and I'm glad to see him in it. I hope he I hope he deserved to get there. That's a fair question. Yeah, um, well, but I've always but, I mean I've I've never been a huge fan of his, but but also I've never felt like the circus that follows him is his fault. It's it's ESPN's fault. It's our fault. You know, he's just he just yeah, does his job. It's yeah. what he does. So. He just does his thing. Yeah, yeah. It, I I get what's consistent. He's done it from that from then. I mean, he's been consistently Tim Tebow mm-hmm. from day one. So. Yeah, it kind of it's why it's really why he didn't get a job. I think in the NFL is what you're saying, Ellis. He didn't get a job after I think the Patriots were his last one, or maybe the Eagles. But it's just if you're going to bring him on as a backup quarterback or maybe a package for the red zone, just the circus that comes along with bringing Tim Tebow, it's not worth the one snap you may use him in a season. Well, and the other thing is he he never would have been a starter, though, because you can't have a backup for him because you can't have a scheme that works for him and any other quarterback in the league. So there's never going to be a starter. So really every other quarterback. Yeah. If you're going to pay for Tim Tebow, you want him to play tight end. He didn't want to play tight end. And I get that. So um, Uh, it was it was cool. The the one thing I did find neat about it is uh, if you look at his statistics from this year to last year, he played in single A last year and he's in double A this year and he's drastically improved from one year to the next. So if nothing else, the dude works his butt off. He's getting better. I think he's the Mets organization. The Mets are garbage. I don't see if he's doing okay for them. It it will be a a publicity something for them to bring him in, but it'd be cool to see him on Sunday night baseball. I'd actually tune in if he's out there, but 
That's we'll why see. they probably had to do you it. The, but you and the other three people, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of, we mentioned the World Cup. That there's that there's a video of, of the guy. There's a reporter. I have no idea who it is, but there's this reporter. Some Australian, it looked like. Yeah, and he's out there, and I'll just I'll play a little clip for it right here, and here here we go. So I'll I'll stop right there for anyone at home that might not realize what happened there. He in the middle as he says he goes uh, there are a lot of angry England fans around me. An England fan comes up with a beer, full beer. And you guys saw it, just throws it in his yeah. face. I mean, completely throws <laughs> yeah. it. And then the dude and he pauses, just rebounds. wipes off his face. The guy pauses. And <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it was right between the two jubilations, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. between the two so, jubilations. He's like, wipe his face. It goes right back. Well, and we'll post the video on our show notes for anyone to, to watch. But yeah, as Dad said, when, well, I'll play it one more time for you. But when you hear the jubilation the first time he pauses, the pause is like LJ said. It's him wiping a full beer off his beer. face. Here, I'll, just, <laughs> I'll just let it go for you. Good evening, Dr. He's got a very angry England fan coming up to me. And it's gone from jubilation. Beer in the face. <laughs> so Jubilation. Jubilation to frustration. <laughs> Actually, like, because then the video goes on a little bit longer to a guy in the studio kind of like being all uppity about it. And it was kind of like you looked less professional than the guy that just went through. Yeah. It was, it was well, awesome to see that guy just do his. It's great. Because you even see at the, very, yeah. at the very end of it and go check the video out on our show notes. But at the very end of it, an England fan does come up to him and it's kind of like saying something in his face. And like LJ, you're right, LJ, the guy in the studio is like, someone get some protection around so-and-so. This is ridiculous. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and my man was a complete pro. Just it took yeah. He had to pause and wipe the beer off his face, but he was ready to go. Huge respect for that yeah. guy. <laughs> yeah, I agree. That was There we go. <laughs> Did you guys see well, what you saw? Uh, the whole what I want to get your thoughts on the whole Papa John fallout. Uh, John Schnatter, just for anyone who maybe didn't know everything that went on, Papa John, the the face of the the company and the guy who's on the commercials, who's also the founder of the the restaurant or the pizza company, was he resigned after it came out that he said the N word a couple of months ago, I think back in May, over May a conference call, which yeah. he says was a role playing exercise. And Dad, I know me and you talked about it, and I looked up. Uh, the Forbes magazine reported what was actually done and Schnatter used the racial slur while offering a defense of his critical remarks about the NFL, arguing that KFC founder Colonel Harlan, Harlan Sanders had called black people the N word. He didn't use the N word, but called black people blank without facing public criticism. So he was in response to him getting a ton of criticism for talking about kneeling is bad for the bottom line. He, he dropped that, and that's what he's resigning for. And since, I mean, the MLB has uh, cut ties with them. Mm. I think eight different MLB teams, the Yankees, Marlins, Mariners, Rays, Dodgers, and the list goes on of teams that have, are no longer doing marketing relationship. And then the University of Louisville took their name, took Papa John off their stadium name. Mm-hmm. I just, what, what are y'all's thoughts in, in general, Dad? What do you got? Well, I, I actually know a friend of mine has had – has been in contact with Papa John. Really? And okay, sources. Yeah, wow. I've got he, inside scoop. So do you remember the, the and he was in I, I'll tell you where he met him. He met him in Jerry Jones's box at a Dallas Cowboys football game. 
And he made, he was making a little joke about, hey, can you give me that free code for a pizza? And just kind of me laughing. And Papa John just treated him like dirt. Really? You know, just was, he just, yeah, he was, <clears throat> by all accounts that I can tell, I think Papa John is kind of a dick. I, I'm just saying. Everything I've seen too. I, that's everything I've seen. I think he's kind of a dick. Well, from what you just said, the way he used the word was inappropriate completely. I, I do want to. I do want to say this. I mean, I don't know that there's ever a right time to use that word, but I'm a 53 year old white man, and I wonder if there's. Can I use that word ever, ever? And and in fact, here's my question. I mean, do I have to be? What's that guy, Tricky Dick, or whatever that wants to be? Uh, uh, you know, that wants to be uh, not R. Kelly, but the other guy, Chris Brown. Tricky Dick or lick, Little Dick. Little Dick. Little Dicky. Little Dicky. Little Dicky. You remember? It's like, what does Richard Nixon have so, to do with this? Can, no, no. Can a, so show name, can a show name be Tricky Dick? I'm just saying. What, <laughs> no. What I'm asking is, if I'm singing along to Nelly or Tupac, if I'm singing the lyrics, can I can I use the N word then? Is that allowed if I'm singing the lyrics to a rapper's song that I like? Can I use the word then? Can I use the word? I think if you're in a car by yourself, you can say any word you want. I think if you're in a car with people that that could offend, know those people and and know what you're doing to like if you're going to offend them. You know, I've got I've got friends that wouldn't mind me saying that word and I've got friends that would. And uh so I would avoid it most of the time. But, you know, if I'm, you know, I've got I've got buddies that are, you know, it's it. if it's in a song, it's well, in a song, you know. But I, I want to be clear that I am not taking up for Papa John. I, I think he's. Well, there's like a I difference said, between the word that you're talking dick, about. You but, like you're talking about. But in a rap song, yeah. he's using a hearty. He's using as, like Colonel Sanders said this and you're getting on me for that. That's that's BS. But I want us to I want us as as white guys to come up with a word that rhymes with the N word that we can say <laughs> when we're singing but, a rap song okay. that is okay to use. Jigga. I mean kind of like, I mean you could say jigga. You could say the, well, that's I, I don't know. That's say, not great either, though. Yeah, I, I will don't know say that that's good, Kev. I, I mean, will say we, we mean no disrespect. I'm serious about this. How can we? Can I go up and say my jigger? You know, to one of my my buddies. I mean, what can I say? I, that sounds bad too. I don't know. I will my say. I, can I go my cracker? What do you need to say? So, like, what do you well, need it's to just you know? <laughs> what do you need to greet your pie, buddies that way? You know, my boy. You know, I you just say different thing. My dog. Yeah, there's a million words you could use that well, are. Well, I will good, say but, this. So okay. I I'm not gonna act like I'm. I've, I don't, I've never have or never will use that word. I sometimes when like dad's saying like one of my buddies will call up and I'll answer the phone and it's joking and stuff. But, and I, I think LJ's right. And it's when I, I definitely, when I'm rapping a song sometimes in the car, you know, I'll, I'll drop it. But I think LJ's right. Know who you're with, know your surroundings. And if it'll offend someone, obviously just don't try not to, don't be a dick, you know, yeah. like dad always says, you know, yeah. don't offend someone. Yeah. But I did, when dad asked the question, I kind of thought if you have to ask, is it okay for me to use this ever? Probably not. I don't know. If you have to ask, it's probably not. I don't know. I think that's fair. I mean, is it is it or is it is it or is it not a word that was used without hatred to define to describe people from a geographic area? What what I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the history of the word. It wasn't created in the United States of America when black people were. I don't know. Slaves. Let me just say it when they were when they were under slavery. That's not when it was invented, right? Uh, 
I don't have enough history on that. Regardless of where it was made up, though, that's 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 the connotation. If it's offensive, it's offensive. You know, it doesn't. And I respect that. I think any word used with hatred, agreed, should not be used. Um, And so, if if you're not using that word with hatred, I think there should be some alleviation to the. To the gravity of so, it, if you will. But, now, all that said, Papa John's a dick. Well, yeah, <laughs> I, I wanted condone on, what on he did Papa John. Said. I wanted to say that if you have to compare yourself to a white guy from Kentucky in 1890 to make yourself look not racist, you're not doing great. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, I also wanted to say that if you're a brand and your selling point is one person that is a living human being, start working on a backup now because it has not worked out for. Uh, Jello for Papa John's for yeah. um, you know uh, House of Cards like just try to have a fictional character as your lead diversify diversify yeah Pillsbury Doughboy is not going to be a problem but Papa John <laughs> might be I will I, yeah. I want to throw in the last and what I thought was the wildest part is uh, Papa John's stock has uh, so I wanted I, I mentioned this to y'all before and I did Dad got me to do a little digging because. I wanted to make sure I knew the facts. So what I sent to y'all and what Darren Ravel tweeted is that on paper, if you looked at since his resignation, they saw the biggest spike they've seen in like over four years or something. And on paper, John Schnatter, who is still the founder of the company and the largest shareholder, benefited and made $20 billion. Twenty, Sorry, $20 million on paper. Million dollars oh, on paper. That's a big wow. difference, but there's a big so, difference, but that's still a lot of money. So okay. I did a little I did a little more digging though, and apparently their stock plunged right right after it came out, it plunged to a 12 month low. And then it did surge 12%. So it's higher now than it was before the comments, but that surge is a little skewed because it dropped way down and then rose back up. But still it just blew my mind that well, it would grow up it would go up at all, even if he did resign. It just seemed wild to me. I want to say this too, and and I mean I'm not trying to, but I had pizza. Y'all saw me have a little pizza before we started. It wasn't Papa John's. It's not my favorite pizza. It's just I. It's not my favorite pizza, and so I I don't know how he could have gotten more stock, or the stock would have gone yeah. up in well because value. you get rid of you get rid of a a jackass, and people are like, okay, well I'm now more interested in the company. And then, so are you saying the people that were most offended by his use of that word might have been responsible for the increase in the stock price? Yeah, yeah, I am. I, I say they reacted and got rid of a jackass or an asshole. so they got rid of a jackass, but he benefited from it. That's what well, kind of that's you still. I don't know. Like the, if you're if you're on the side of social social justice, then you want to support a company getting rid of somebody that is against social justice justice mm. but that doesn't always mean that it works out capitalistically in the way that you would want it to so you know um i don't I know do i've got a lot to say about papa john's that. but we mm. don't have enough time on it did y'all see it kind of went it kind of went without without notice but demarco murray at 30 years old retired after seven seasons he kind of just ho-hum he got on nfl live and Broke the news on it on set. It was just like oh. I didn't see it. I only knew about it because you told me. It was it was definitely under the radar. It was just wow. I, I do have to say wow to that. Um, I mean, so wow. he was a little. Uh, he was cut by the Titans this offseason after serving as their lead back for two seasons. And I get it. They have Derrick Henry, who showed that he's if not as good, close mm-hmm. to it, and has the potential to be better. And he's on a rookie mm-hmm. deal, way cheaper. Yeah, but. Just in 2016, he was the AFC's leading rusher with over almost 1,300 yards on the Titans. And 
a year before or two years before that, he was the leading rusher in the NFL on the Cowboys and an MVP candidate. It's just wild how it shows why why Le'Veon Bell wants to go ahead and get his four year, hundred million dollar contract yeah. because it just it takes two years and they'll find a Kareem Hunt or an Alvin Kamara or Derrick Henry yep. and yep. you're cut. Running backs are a young man's game for sure, right? No doubt. And so when they get the opportunity to make that big contract, they're almost too Gotta old cash to out. make the big contract. Well, that's what me, so me and Dad tough. were talking about. If you're like Ezekiel, he comes in on that rookie deal, he gets four years on the rookie deal, and then he's so he's like 26. You need to cash out right then because at 26 on, yep. all it takes is one injury, and now you're a close to 30 year old back any year after that. Like Le'Veon Bell right now, he's I think 27. Tears ACL. All of a sudden, you're like, whoa, he's closer to 30 than he is 20, and we can just go. Can I ask yeah. a question? Yeah, of course. Yeah. So when Ezekiel Elliott, uh, Zeke, I'm going to just say Zeke, so we know we're talking about it. It's, it's easy. It's one syllable. When Zeke came in the league, could he have signed Could he have signed a two-year contract? Rookie, they just It's a could rookie wage scale. They are like your pick has four years. But I know, but in. he could have said, I want, I want two years at the rate. Whatever. No, it's just, he can't do that. It's he's a lot, got it's a lot. I think you, deal. I think what you can do is you cannot take the deal, but that's – that but that's not going to you know the next year you'll be in the draft again or whatever or yeah. the team will have the rights to that contract like well I'm just you can saying, either take the like deal or renego- not there's no in between I don't like renegotiation of contracts while you're in a contract but I can understand a running back especially because of the lifespan of a running back saying give me a two year deal let me prove myself and then give me my four you know then give me the big deal yeah while yeah. I'm still I'm what well, I'm 24 and that's now why us, and I got as, yeah. I got. As fans, there's it makes no sense when a guy hold or like a Cam Chancellor uh, holds out because he wants to get a, a a bigger contract, and we're like, oh my gosh, you need to get in there, you need to play for your team. Well, Cam Chancellor just took a what shot, a money grubbing, and he yeah. he hurt his neck, and he retired this off season at 30 years old because he took yeah, a shot yeah. to the neck. And you're like, and we're gonna be and mad he looks that he to held be out. Half we're gonna the take size the bill. He used to be too. Yeah, yeah. And, and we're gonna take the yeah, billionaire yeah. side. No, like go go cash yeah. out, Zeke. If you want to hold out right now, yeah. I would probably say. You should get you get your money while you can. Yeah, I must say I'm in agreement with you guys on that. If you now, I understand why an NFL player might want to renegotiate his contract because there is a limited amount of time that you can perform at that level. Unless you're a quarterback, you, get you need paid. to get paid as soon as you can. You need to get paid. Well, and maybe even if you're other, a quarterback, you never know. Yeah. Um, the other thing is that your your contract is at will for the owner side, so it should be at will for the player side too. I mean. If they want to cut you, they can cut you and suffer almost no penalty for it. I mean, there's a little bit of a salary cap penalty, and that's it. Yeah, but it's, so, it's not bad. You know, if they can just get rid of you with no issue, it's not guaranteed you should contract. Be able to say, NFL, like you, that's what you're saying. I yeah. Think. I mean, if that's yeah. if that was the way that they wanted to go, then that's the way that they should go. But instead, it's unfairly stacked ways. against the players. Yeah. Well, so, and it's funny. My how, thoughts on it. It's funny how it kind of worked out, and I'll touch on this real quick. But they, the NFL went to the rookie wage scale. This, this, like you're saying, Dad, how it's a four year deal when Zeke comes in. They would. It didn't used yeah. to be that way. If you remember, the I think Sam Bradford was the last one that cashed out on was the last the huge big one, yeah, seventy million dollars, mm-hmm. and then Cam Newton came in and just had to take the four year deal, whatever they get. Which I will say, I'm not. Bradford might have the most dollars per yards of any player. One, in I know. The NFL I think there's ever. like a stat out there. <laughs> one, just the stat of how much he's made in his career is unbelievable. And I'm like, go get your yeah. money, man. I, I understand, <laughs> but. uh they they went to this new deal, and I will say, like Cam Newton, I say a poor guy had to take four years, like twenty eight million. He's still doing fine, but just they went to this and they thought this will be better for the the players because they can all like the veterans side it be better for them because instead of giving Sam Bradford who's unproven all this money or Jamarcus Russell right. who got a ton of money, we're going to allocate it to the veterans. But what it's done instead 
is now it makes it to where why keep a, a veteran offensive lineman when I can go draft a guy in the second round who's on my deal for four years on a rookie deal and it's actually pushed yeah. – it's made it to where there's no reason to keep these these 30 – like DeMarco Murray because I can go draft a running back every offseason wow. and one of them sticks and they're four years cheaper. So <clears throat> enjoy. It just occurred to me – What's that? Is who probably were the players that pushed the rookie wage scale? Probably the veterans. Oh, one hundred percent. They said, "Let's pay the veterans." Yeah, one hundred. Let's pay. And who's it hurting now? The veterans. It's hurting. Well, the everybody, veterans. but but the everybody. veterans especially. But the veterans said, "Pay me when I've proven myself, and and then give me the money. Yeah. Don't give me the money when I'm a rookie." But and it I also proven. It it hurts Zeke pretty badly. He could be rolling in it right now if there was so no it, you're right, standardized it hurts. scale. It hurts I mean, everyone. It was, but, but Revision it, it is makes, history. It hurts everyone. It would be interesting to really go into the details, but yes, it was It was the veterans who went to the, the collective bargaining agreement and were like, this is what right. we're standing on the table for. This is what we want because there's no point to pay these rookies all this money until they've proven it. Once they've proven it, you know who it helps? give them all the money. The owners. It helps the billionaire owners. The damn billionaire. It helps the owners. Does. Yep. And I think at the time, they yep. were not a fan of it. And it people like Bill Belichick realized no, there's I no mean, reason in keeping these huge veteran contracts. Let's just keep drafting. If we hit on one, we get him for four mm-hmm. years. Trade him after what? Trade Jimmy I mean, Garoppolo. I think there's billionaires tend to be better negotiators than athletes because athletes That's are trained when, in playing a sport. So I swear I hadn't thought about that till right now, but that is exactly what happened. It benefited the owners, yeah, mm-hmm. and it was the veteran players that were the proponents of this. And that's what's so. funny is the guy, the, the guys beating the drum for it are guys like Kevin Wahi, who's old NFL players who are who. Or in it for the best of players, no doubt about it. But it's just you're in a you're in a yeah. room going against Jerry Jones, who this is how he made his you made your living by being the best center in the NFL. Jerry Jones has made his living by being the best at the table doing these negotiations. So mm-hmm. it's it's almost always a loss for the players. And in this case it So was. they sat back and said, No, 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 we can't do this. No, no. Okay. Fine. Okay. If you're gonna pour a leg. Oh, that's what all collective bargaining agreements yeah. are, is the owners having all of the chips and then saying Okay, if we have to give you something, we'll give you that one thing you well, want that's actually going to benefit us more you, than anybody else. You just made the whole point that who's got all the chips? The guy with the money. Oh. That's mm-hmm. who's got all the chips, and that's the person mm-hmm. in the best bargaining position. That's just mm-hmm. the way life is. That's so, it. Mm-hmm. There you go. All right. So um, have you guys heard of the trolley problem? Does this mean anything to you guys? Nope. Don't. No. Okay. Um, so you probably will recognize it once I start telling it, but so there's a runaway trolley on a track, right? And there are, uh, five guys working on the track. You are standing at a switch. You can move it over to the other track, um, to save those five guys lives. But the kicker is there's one guy working on the other track. So do you shift the trolley over to the other track or do you let it hit those five people? So you're killing someone. Yeah, one way or another. Yeah, you're either doing nothing and killing five people or doing something and actively having a hand in killing one person. The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. Yeah, I that's think the, so that's where Spock, this, Mr. Spock. From <laughs> well, and that, I mean, <laughs> Nerd that's, alert. that's where this comes from. This is a philosophical problem to uh, to kind of gauge the idea of utilitarianism, which is exactly that it's. Um, the, the needs of the, the needs of the many. Um, but so, okay. So this is like kind of silly, right? Like you're not ever going to be at, there's not going to be a runaway trolley and you're at the one lever, but we are in a situation right now where we are programming autonomous cars, right? Self-driving cars. Yeah. And so these cars, 
they make decisions faster than humans. So if they see a situation coming up with an accident, they can make a choice um, with as much, you know, programming as they can have in them of do I save the person in the car or do I save the pedestrian that they might hit or something like that? Does that make sense? Okay. Okay. So we can actively program cars to deal with the trolley problem. Um, And at some point in the future, your car will probably know who you are and will be in constant communication with other cars. So there could be a situation where say a, a cancer patient is driving one car and a millionaire lawyer is in the other car. So the car has to decide whose life is worth less if they have to make that in, in a very fringe possibility case, but it could happen. The car might need to be programmed to decide which, which one of these cars should be in the worst wreck. Does that make sense? So you say, okay. Yeah. I, I get what you're saying. And I thought when I, where I thought you were going to go is like the cars mm. know almost know who's in the car. It knows this is a family of five yeah. people. This is a yeah. one well, a absolutely. Lone cancer survivor. Uh, Who do you choose? What if, so there's a president in one car and a five-year-old on the sidewalk, and there's no way to avoid this wreck, but in, in, unless you run up on the sidewalk. So the car now has to make a decision um, based on what a programmer decided maybe 10 years before. Do we let it uh, put the president in a life-threatening wreck or do we let it hit the five-year-old? You know what I mean? So, so are is there a question that you're asking us on? Should we allow? Cars? There's not really okay. a question. I just, yeah. I mean, I guess so. Um, it's just it's an it really interesting thing to me that we're in a situation where the trolley problem is real. It's something I've heard about, you know, through college a lot and stuff like that. And it's always been this kind of metaphysical thing. But like, we really are in a situation where it's how does the car decide well, what well, to do? You're, I guess you're so right. I don't you're really, right on on the car. Uh, at some point in the future, I think your car will know who. Like already. Dad's car knows, or at least at one point, I remember there was different keys. Like they have like a chip in it and they know when dad's in it and it, yeah. and the, the chair would shift to dad's seating. Yep. And with the way phones are now, yeah. facial yeah. Rec- recognition and everything, at some point the car will know Lifford's in here, Kevin's in here, or I don't recognize this. Yeah. You know, they'll know who's in there and they they probably can put that system in to, to decide, no, 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 let if it's going to be Liver or LJ, LJ's younger, we're choosing it. You know, and at, 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 should we give the car that right? I don't know. That's weird. It's kind of well, and so uh, discrimination. Uh, and, <laughs> well, it, or any type of discrimination, you know, like there, it could be um, anything. But so uh, I know that tech, I, I learned this through Radio Lab, a podcast I listen a lot to. And one of the things that I, I believe I remember off of that is that in Germany, you're not allowed to make decisions uh, based on which human life could be taken in your programming of your self-driving car. Uh, it's against the law to even code that. I guess the question is, do you think that's the right move? Personally, I, that's where I'm leaning. That's kind of where I'm leaning. That's where I would be leaning because I think if to decide which human life should continue is playing God. And, that, yeah, and that's, that's, yeah. I think that- the But car, there's no the, human. I guess what LJ's saying is there's no human playing God. It's a machine. It's an automated system. But, but, but a human still programmed it to- yeah. To play God, I don't know. It's I think a lot the car of power that, in the, the self-driving car that I'm driving should should try to take care of my car mostly at all cost. I think I think that's where I would lean. Protect and the driver. Should take care of you. Period. Protect the the occupants of the car. I would think that would be should should be its prime programming. It's just interesting uh, that that is like that like the trolley car. Like you're saying, that was just a thing. It's kind of a philosophical thought. 
And mm-hmm. it, like legit, legitimately, at some point, we'll cross a bridge where I think we kind of have to decide we want this. Mm-hmm. That, that's just that's wild. That's an interesting real, question, LJ. Yeah. Real quick, what are y'all's thoughts on like? Would y'all, if you had all the money and there was a legitimate self-driving car, are you da- are you cool with that? You, Absolutely. You own one or are you in every of, way. Yes, you would. Yes. How come? Uh, why wouldn't you? Give me a reason. I mean, why you it wouldn't. seems well. It seems awesome. I can get work done while getting to work. I, while I'm getting to work, I could like theoretically, I could be There's preparing no for something. Yeah. Yeah, let me you're, let you're, me uh, throw out a scenario that's happened this week to me. So I had to be uh, about 45 minutes away at about 8 a.m. on like Tuesday morning. Hannah had to be about a half an hour away from there at about noon. We have one car. So what we ended up doing is she drove me there and then went to where she was going and waited for like three hours because it was far enough away that it really wasn't worth it to go back home because by the time she got home, she'd have no time to get done with the work she needed to before. So she might as well just go where she's going. What we could have done if we had a self-driving car is I let it drive me to where I need to go. And then I just send it back home to wait for Hannah so she can get in it and go where she's going. She didn't have to wake up at 8 a.m. at all. She can just wake up whenever she wants to. Um, And then the other thing is uh, drunk driving. Never a problem again. Uh, It does. uh, It does solve drunk driving. That's what I, that was the thing that first came to my mind. Yeah. And a driver not paying attention, you know, checking your texting while driving is a huge problem. Never again. Those are two. Um, those are two huge problems right there. And both mm-hmm. of those are solved now. And just m- lapse of judgment. You know, people well, are pretty out- awful at focus. Let me say so. But if that car would have dropped you off and come back unoccupied, I do think the programming might should have said, if I have an unoccupied car, protect pedestrians or everybody else. Yeah, I agree. Before, with, I mean, I absolutely. You know what I'm saying? That. The, the car has to be occupied for its yeah yeah the machine's replaceable so protect human life at all cost mm-hmm. yeah you know what with the self driving cars now it would make it safer if there were a wreck all cars can communicate and go let's all now like instantly in our navigation we're going this way we're turning we're going to go around this wreck so the police officers the ambulance the fire trucks whatever we can get that all situated instead of oh like the other day I pull up and there's an intersection and it's right in the intersection and the lights are blinking red. And no one realized, you don't realize until you get there. And all of a sudden, we're all at this intersection and people need to turn around it. And it was just a pain. Well, and if we're all self-driving yeah. and all connected, then the car just automatically, the GPS just, oh, we need to make a turn. We need to go. The well, like you said, let's the paramedics get to this place they need to get to. So that's And it. we don't um, all, it's like a wreck on the interstate. We don't all take the same alternate route, maybe. And we end up making that longer. We all, like it navigates. You know, it's just one yeah, big connected They're on system. a big wide network. Yeah. And and then you also, with that in mind, never have to worry about uh, traffic jams because, you know, they'll take care of themselves in any situation. And you also yeah. don't even need stoplights. So the cars will know, you know, like if I drive through this intersection at 25 miles an hour, I will avoid every single car also driving through this intersection because they're aware of me and I'm aware of them. You know, like it would be able to work out this complex math. And then so your drive time in downtown Chicago is cut in half immediately. Um. Like, that is why I mean I I think at some point it's I mean it, it's inevitable right it's coming at some point some form of self driving oh, yeah. cars the the biggest knock people have is uh, if an autonomous car has an accident um, who do you blame I think is kind of the yeah. so if I'm behind like, the who's, wheel theoretically whose insurance in the car? pays for that yeah is that so like if you've got say uh, a Tesla um, and it has an accident and maybe kills a person or uh, wrecks a car or something like that. Something where generally someone's going to have to pay some damages. 
Uh, it's not your fault. You didn't have an accident. It had an accident. Yeah. So is it Elon Musk's fault or is it whoever programmed that line yeah, of someone, code? Yeah. Is, is that, is Elon Musk going to have to have a hell of a lot of insurance paid? I mean, cause he might have to. That's kind of the question. Or does it fall on the owner of the car still for some reason? You know, like just to make life more consistent, maybe. I don't know. Like who, who well, catches the blame there? Programming is not infallible. I mean, it's still humans oh, no, doing the programming not, yeah. and the coding. Yeah. So, you know, you talking about. Cars going, we don't need red lights anymore because they know that I've got time. That can be infallible or that can be fallible. It can be fallible. It, yeah, but, I don't but know. Not, That's, not nearly as fallible as humans. As humans. You know, like, You're yeah. right. You're probably Like right, right now, there there have been self-driving cars for the last, like, I think five or six years. And I think there's been a total of uh, four wrecks and three of them have to do with the other drivers on the road and not the autonomous car or something along mm. those lines. Like Google Maps cars have been in three wrecks and all three of them have been with uh, other cars, one of which while it was parked. Um, the only other one that I know of is a Tesla did uh, have an accident, but it's not self-driving. It was, you know, just it's a different yeah. situation than self-driving. So I will. Um, I, and I think LJ was fixing hit on it before I cut him off. But a second ago that I will miss driving if this ever becomes a thing. Mm-hmm. I, it'll be super convenient <clears throat> and there will be a lot of times where I, I'm glad I have it and I'm able to make the drive from Texarkana to Fort Smith and also work on something I really need to work on or LJ can drive or sleep or whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or him and Hannah can sleep on their trip from here to Chicago and not Mm -hmm. be, you know, it make it, which LJ needed by the way. (laughs) 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 So I will miss Um, that. I will, but I will miss that. There is something therapeutic at times about drive just behind the wheel. Just, you and the road. What I would love is if you have like essentially most of the roads are driverless roads where driving your car on it is illegal because that just causes more problems. But then you have these sort of like like Route 66 and maybe some special roads and then like country roads. You're allowed got to like, drive. You got on. like the you shuffle at I mean? Texarkana. You can drive on the shuffle, but you can't drive on Richmond or something. Yeah, yeah that's kind of the yeah. system that I think would be yeah. really effective is you could still get yeah. out and drive if you wanted to. But and your car would probably still be able to do so. But, yeah. um, you know, if you're getting on I-94 in Chicago, you have autopilot on or you're getting pulled over or something like that. You know, I think yeah. that'd be a good system. I think there, there's some there's some kinks in it, but I do think I'm with y'all. I think it will happen. And it is wild just over going all the way back to where how it started. LJ's that is interesting that the, the trolley car thing is could really be a situation. I wanted to go back with y'all. I wanted to kind of go back. This was the podcast, I believe. You and Hannah were out. This is when y'all were on your honeymoon. But Dad brought up uh, a revisionist history of Brian Williams. And right, can you just can you Dad real quick lay that out for anyone who didn't know of Brian Williams and kind of people? Well, I think actually, we're first, just can we shout out revisionist not. history? Like just so yeah, listeners I, know I, to go check Dad the show would love out. To Dad, lo- yeah, I mean, Dad, give us the rundown. Let, let me just tell you. So Malcolm Gladwell <laughs> is. I mean, he's I got have some bromance. I got yeah, some bromance for this guy. He is. He's an amazingly intelligent, clever guy. And revisionist history is where he visits events that occurred historically and mm-hmm. and and tells you a different slant on them and how they really yeah. may not have been what you suspected they were and how they've reacted, uh, how things have, have uh, reacted to those events that might not have been intended. Uh, so... If you haven't checked out Malcolm Gladwell's Revisionist History, I would highly recommend you do. After, After of course, yeah. listening yeah. 
to yeah. just press play. Let that of be course. your second download of the day. But so what what hooked me in, and it's the the the, the name of the pod is Free Brian Williams. Brian Williams was an anchor man on the network national network news. I think it was ABC, but it was anyway. It was one of ABC, NBC, CBS, and he told a story about being in a helicopter uh, in Afghanistan. Yeah. And at some point, the the story began. At, at at one point, he was just in a in a helicopter convoy of which one wa- received fire, and yeah. I think may have even been shot down. And there was some well, they some were turmoil. forced to land after receiving. They were forced fire. to land after taking fire. And as the story evolved uh, in Brian Williams' telling of it, his rendition at the the end, he was on the helicopter. He took fire. He hit Mm -hmm. the ground when, in fact, he never was. And so what the premise of this pod is, is that your memory is not an accurate depiction of the factual events that occurred. And it's it's. Amazing. Well, what was it? Was cool. What was actual that is? Uh, what's it called? Like nine eleven. He he called it a certain a flashbulb event. Nine eleven. I'll tell this real quick. So nine eleven is a flashbulb event, and they asked people to not only tell verbally but write down some of the events where we where they were, who they were with, what they were doing, etc. When nine eleven happened, a year later they would ask them the exact same questions. And the answers would change two years yeah. later. And then they did it 10 years later and it got to the point, and then I'll, I'll be quiet, but it got to the point where uh, years later they would say, that is my handwriting. That, I, that is my account of the events and my handwriting at the time of the event. But that is absolutely not what happened. Yeah. So how do you, how do you reconcile that in your so, mind? Listen to the pod, uh, please. But it's, it's an amazing uh, analogy of events like that. Mm-hmm. So after listening to the podcast, though, you felt bad for Brian Williams, correct? Personally, I, th- I think as did Malcolm Gladwell. He was like he, he, the, the 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 title was free Brian Williams. Give him a break. So your memory is not an actual depiction of events. Forgive the guy. He's a storyteller, and he made the story fantastic by putting himself in the first person. I don't know if the first person, but putting him in the helicopter. In the helicopter that received fire. Yeah. Well, and there, my my main issue with that and why I don't I, – I'm totally with Malcolm Gladwell and with you, and I, I thought it was really interesting. And it kind of – the overall thing I got was you just – you can't really trust your memory to be factual. You just can't. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. And, we, and we are – it's funny. He talked about how, you know, the ten, the person on that 10th year was like, that's my handwriting, but that's not what happened. I, I mean, there's been times where I've been in arguments. I'm like, no, 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 no. I know this is how it happened. And one of us is wrong, obviously. And I I feel like I know for a fact. But so I do get that Brian Williams may have embellished on accident. He may not have purposely. But then I remember his job is he's a journalist. This is what he does. I bet he wrote down. I bet he either wrote this down or kind of made note of the events that happened. Because I, I've taken plenty of ethics, like journalism ethics class, and it's important to relay the facts as they happened. And I just mm-hmm. feel like of all people, I could be one thing if you were on there just a, a innocent bystander and you just kind of your story changed, you know, because you made your story better, blah, blah, blah. This is what his duty to the, the public is to report the facts and be honest. His job. That's what he that's what he signed up for. And I just feel mm-hmm. like. 
he knew that he embellished the story. I, I think yeah. he's held to a higher standard than me, you, and LJ. You know, it, he's a journalist. That, this is what he's it's, become. And that is that is hard to argue with, Kevin. That's an yeah. excellent point, and it's hard to argue that point. And that's just why I don't give him a break on that stand. I do give him a break a little bit to where you, your memory does fade you, but it faded him a lot, and he told the story completely different. Yeah, that's kind of the thing that we're getting to nowadays with law enforcement is like eyewitness testimony is hardly even useful. Like memory is just bad. And so, you know, that's it. It's just bad. (laughs) I I understand what you're saying, Kevin, that you got to hold him to a higher standard. But then on the other hand, I mean, it's not like he's every time he relays a story, it's probably mostly in situations where like someone wants him to tell that story and he's not going to go brush up on it because he remembers it. And then his memories change over time. And you know, it's really hard to fault him for being human. Well, um, and where he, yeah. where although he I do told, understand your argument, where he told the story the worst was on David Letterman on the so biggest stage. Well, he was well, on the biggest stage, but you're on David Letterman. Comedy where you're, show. It's laid back. It's relaxed. It's a comedy show. We're all telling it's like stories. telling a story over a beer. Yeah, it's, it's like Instead another of telling a story does, on the podcast. Where he says a raconteur, which a raconteur is a, is a good storyteller. Or it's another word for liar. And and that's another podcast. And it's kind of true. So I agree that Brian Williams probably is held to a higher standard than other people uh, because of his profession. Uh, but give the guy a break a little bit. Okay. He did he take a and all the he did take a huge backlash. He took a maybe. hit. He took a hit. Um it's that, interesting. That nonetheless, me nonetheless of, it is interesting. That that podcast in general and Malcolm Gladwell is interesting. But sorry, LJ, go ahead. That just reminds me of another story by another one of our favorite authors, Chuck Klosterman. Uh, <laughs> he talked about how uh, Prince would not allow people to record interviews with him. I believe it was Prince. I could be wrong. But I think uh, they, he wouldn't allow people to record interviews with him, but only do it based off of the whatever shorthand notes they can get and memory because he wanted people to remember the actual uh, thoughts that he had and like the, the way he came off and just, you know, let your memory do the talking and knowing that you're going to forget the exact words, but you're going to get the idea of what he was saying more. Um, And I just found that Mm. super interesting. And so that's, I I do kind of of recall that. I think you're right. Yeah. I think you're right on that. The, the, as, as we mentioned at the top of the show, it started on time and I knew the score before I started watching it. Shout out to Bob, but (laughs) The World Cup was saying, what, LJ, I know you were probably watching. What, what what were your thoughts on the World Cup? I have a few, but I wanted to see. It seemed like the the, the Mbappe's World Cup, but go ahead. I'll, I'll give you the So point. I want to throw, so I think Dad will appreciate this stat. Uh, Mbappe is the second teenager to ever score a goal in the World Cup finals. He's the first wrong. teenager being Pele. Ah, so wow. Okay. What, what a set wow. of shoes to follow. Interesting, ca- a good um, category to be in, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if you and Pele are the only two people to have ever done something, yeah, yeah. that's pretty cool. <laughs> pretty cool. Uh, uh, I thought it was a really great game, but like like we talked about earlier, the tension is a big part of it because like one of the cool things about that game is I I'd never really seen Croatia play, and man, they're like a swarm of bees. Like they were just insanely shows, active, and it shows oh. how they got there. So I was, was wondering the, how a country like yeah. I think they ranked like one thirty in the nation, and as far as population. Yeah. They're only like slightly yeah. bigger than Los Angeles, at the yeah. city. I, mean, just, I was um, like, "How does this team get there?" And when I watched them, I was like, "Wow, they are impressive." Swarm of bees, and so that's what made that game so interesting. Is even when they got behind, you knew it was just 
they were just waiting for France to make one mistake because they were always, they were always attacking. But then the other thing interesting that happened with about 30 minutes left to go, France started playing this like full court press defense. They were so aggressive. So both teams were playing insanely aggressive with 30 minutes left to go. And so you knew it could, anything could happen. I mean, you didn't, you knew what happened, but, uh, Wait, so it, you're saying just, you're saying the tension was great. You're saying France was they got a lead and they didn't just try to milk the clock. They actually kept play, kept playing aggressive. Note to all this the NFL the teams game, that do this all the time. This was the game that I wish uh, if Americans were going to get into soccer, this is the one that they should have been watching because like nobody mm. was milking injuries on the grass. Like you see players get body checked and then get up and keep playing because they knew you don't sit down for a second because we are playing hard. We're playing. What was uh Nolan Richardson's uh, 40 minutes? 40 minutes what did he call? Yeah, they were playing 90 minutes of hell is what they were doing. So you, you don't play injured. You just get up and keep moving. Even if your ankle is broken. Um, and, and it was like always active. It was, it was maybe the highest scoring finals in like 50 years or something like that. Well, um, I don't know. Last year, like Germany beat or last time in Germany beat. I think like that was semifinals or something. Oh, was it? Germany okay, beat yeah, Brazil, yeah. the host nation, but I think it was semifinals. Oh, okay. Um, but it was just, it was so much fun to watch. It was, it was a great game. It was fun. And I you know, what's really it. cool about soccer that I think why I enjoy it over, uh, like, say, a base. I, I enjoy NFL and basketball. I think I've just always liked it. And so even though the NFL sometimes is a long game and stuff, I still enjoy it. But with baseball, it gets yeah. on my nerves because it's long and it gets boring. I just say it. To, I, I, get, I find myself losing interest. And That's a fact, Jack. I mean, you know, and I understand right. in the park. I, then it's an all different game. Yeah, but. and I understand baseball f- fans will come at me, and I just that's this that's my thought on it. And what's <laughs> don't soccer, at me? Yeah, <laughs> I hate when people do that. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I I just with soccer, you get one you, the game starts on time, and then they do forty five minutes. They just put a clock up, and it's not like where the clock. You know, they forty five minutes will play a half. And then it's just like you said, it keeps going. The action's fun. It's all, it keeps on going on. No commercial breaks. And then they, no commercial breaks. And then a half, you get your commercial. And then 45 minutes, again, no commercial break. I guess it'll be more like 50 ish minutes because there's the extended time. But yeah, it's just, 40 is probably the average. You know what you're getting into. You're getting into, I guess, so that's 90. You're probably getting into two hours. I can sit down and watch the game at 10 a.m. It'll probably end about mm-hmm. 12. Where if I start a Yankees Red Sox game at, Six o'clock on a Sunday night. It might end at Who eleven. Knows? Who knows? You know, it just the Cubs were playing the other day at midnight. So you know, that's just and the NFL does it not to the same extent, but there's times where a Monday night game will be. It takes forever, and then those last two sixty minutes. minutes is just cursing the NFL every other Sunday. <laughs> so it just, it, it just there. That, that's what's appealing to me about soccer is that it just you you know what you're getting into. You're getting into a forty five minute half. Mm-hmm. All right, now go use the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Refill, get your, get your drink, get your beer, get your whatever, Diet Coke, and sit down 45 minutes. And now your days, you got the rest of your day, you know, or night. Yeah. And that's cool. Yeah. I, I will say that, and you kind of mentioned it about comparing him to Pele, but I think, what's his name? Killian Killier, or I, I can't remember his first I've name. I've only ever heard him called Mbappe. But but. I, Mbappe, one, is a cool name, but the, that dude is the yeah. future of soccer. Is he not? I mean, 19 years old, he was a stud out oh, there. Oh, I think. Dude, he's like he's like Freddie Adu. He's like Freddie Adu was for USA, except for actually already done it. Like he's already (laughs) except for playing European football. So, um, yeah, that's Cristiano. Watch out, Messi. Watch out. (laughs) He it was is he he a stunningly attractive as Cristiano? He's a good looking dude, but he's got he's a young man. He's got some time to to mature and grow into. I will say (laughs) with one thing that blows my mind with soccer is. 
I, I'm not saying these guys aren't athletic and they do they, they don't run around like crazy, but the hairstyles and so these guys have like perfect like <laughs> I know Ronaldo does and you've seen his pictures, but all yeah. these guys they either have like these crazy funky like long hair with a ponytail or something, or like it's perfectly gelled and styled hair, like perfect. Yeah. And they're in there playing or the you World have Cup. Neymar that looks pinnacle. like he's got ramen noodles on his head. Yeah. And I'm just like, how are these guys? <laughs> Which may or may not be a soup. I don't know. But. <laughs> <laughs> it just blew my mind. These guys have like a perfectly styled hair. And they're all, I think it's a European thing also a little bit. But this guy's like got, in the second half of the biggest game in the world. And they, they show a Croatian guy. I'm like, this guy could be going out to the bar and pick up chicks right now. He looks like he's very attractive. His hair is perfect. <laughs> it just blew my mind. I do hate I do hate though with soccer I hate some of the flopping. I know today was a good day there wasn't a lot but some of it and, and right. NBA does a lot of it too. Neymar's some the of Neymar wow the like big when he rolled on the ground for like seven uh, rolls after I then hate you're watching like, him play. You're like man I hope he's all right like I hope he's legitimately okay yeah. and then you see it back you're like really and then you see the replay yeah, it's, yeah. maybe your pinky nail yeah. got a bruise on it or something it's, it's just like wow it's bad your pinky yeah. nail <laughs> <laughs> that's the Achilles heel of. Name <laughs> So lately I've been, I can't, well, actually the, I, I, I've been trying new fruit. One was on purpose. One was on accident because I always eat like the same thing. <laughs> okay. I eat like apples all the time and oranges. Well, the yeah. other day I went to the store and I, I got like this big bag. I thought, man, oranges are a really good price. And these are some big old oranges. They look really good. So I picked up a bag of three oranges, peeled it. And I, when I peeled it, it was like kind of grapefruit. It, well, well, yes, you're right. But I'm sorry. Yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> so I peel it and it's, it's like a reddish almost color. Like, that's a weird looking did my orange. Did my orange turn? Did I buy bad oranges? And so naturally I Googled it. And when I Googled, I think my exact Google was like, what happens if my orange is red? And it came back like you could have a blood orange, which is actually a very ripe orange. And it's really good. And you don't see them a lot at markets, but that's a really good orange. I was like, okay, let's go. And, <laughs> and it turned out to be a grapefruit, which does not taste like an orange. And I do not really no, like a grapefruit. No. Some people do. I, I don't. love a grapefruit. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan. It was tart. I was like, oh, what is this? And so I still thought... <laughs> I don't know what I just ate, but that's a bad orange. That is not good. I threw it away. <laughs> <laughs> and the next one, I go to peel it again, and I take another bite, and it's red again. I'm like, these oranges are all like this. And I take another bite, and I was just like, this ain't an orange. What is this? And I figure out, ah, grapefruits are similar. to. I went to the market, and I saw – I went like up to Walmart, the neighborhood market, and saw this. Is, oh, it's because I got grapefruits, not oranges. That's why they taste like That's grapefruits. Funny. They don't taste like bad That's oranges. They taste like good grapefruit. But so <laughs> – that's how my fruit trying experience has started. So then I was like, well, now that I've kind of been forced in this, I do want to try some fruits. And mangoes were really well priced. They were like 58 cents or something at the tin box right up here. And I thought, well, okay, let, let me try some of these mangoes out. Real quick for anyone out there that hasn't eaten mangoes, you don't eat them like an apple. You don't eat them with the peel. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh. Cut to Charlie eating the sticker. <laughs> it's not like painful or anything. It just it don't do it. So I look up 
how do I eat a how do I eat a mango? And apparently you're supposed to. At least- well, for both of you that know, needed to know that you don't, for both of you that needed to know you don't eat a mango like an apple, I'm glad Kevin told you that. <laughs> yeah. so, I, mean, I, I cut it open. I cut it open. It told me the night. The, th- the thing told me to like cut it open and and like cut it in the squares and like put it in a bowl. I couldn't figure out. I couldn't really cut it right. I don't know. I still ate it. I was able to get like a spoon and kind of eat it out. It was it was pretty good. I enjoyed it, but just. Note to to all you out there, there's a difference between a grapefruit and orange and don't eat a mango like an apple. And that's all I got for you for today. (laughs) Let's go ahead and get off of meat and fruit because that just makes me look worse and worse. Let's get on to what we're listening to. And uh, I'll go ahead and start off. Uh, I kind of just just today started doing it because we were listening at when we went out last night over to James' house. They play it came with a speaker. Some Whiskey Myers came over, and I haven't listened to any Whiskey Myers in a while. And I, when I got home today, the World Cup wasn't just blowing my mind. I left it on, but I put some speakers, uh, headphones on, and took a nap while listening to some Whiskey Myers and jam out to like some Broken Window Serenade or Ballad of a Southern Man. It's just good stuff, good Ooh, Texas country. Yeah, if you're into, cool. if you're into a little, it's kind of country with a little rock to it. Real good. I, my boy Lane's the one who originally got me onto Whiskey Myers. We've seen him live a few times. They're real good. So. That's what I got. What do you got, El? Uh, have you guys heard of 21 Chump Street? Jump? Yeah. No, no Chump? No, he said yeah. Chump. Okay. 21 so, Chump Street? Um, okay, no, 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 oh, I have. no. So, I've seen the movie. So what uh, What 21 Chump Street is, is uh, uh, you know, Lin-Manuel Miranda, right? Uh, the writer of Hamilton. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. He put together for NPR, for This American Life, he put together the world's shortest musical. Um, and it's a 14-minute long musical about an, uh, This American Life story. Um, and it's it's just a really really great 15 minute long musical it's on spotify you might can find video but i don't know if there's any like legal source for free um but i would suggest listening to it on spotify it's really good i've been jamming it lately yeah chump 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 yeah chump yeah like i'm not a chump exactly like chump exactly it's really Uh, good the story is uh well no i'll just let you if you're gonna listen to it listen to it yeah, I'm not going to spoil it. <laughs> <laughs> so Lin-Manuel, when he wrote that musical, he uh, he used the interview uh, from uh, This American Life. And I think 85 percent of the lyrics are actually things said in the interview. So he actually took the words cool. said by the people to write the music. And those are that's how the lyrics got made up. So that's cool. Hey, so what do you what do you listen to? Chump, what you got, Dad? <laughs> Wait, what? Are you talking to? <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, the show is assuming done. you're talking to me. Well, besides Malcolm Gladwell, <laughs> she's been listening uh, to a lot of that lately. Who I'm listening, I'm hey, listening too, to a too. lot guilty, of that. Guilty, guilty. So, so I was coming up, uh, riding up to uh, pick you up, Kev, and go see my boys this weekend. And I got into that area where I couldn't get Malcolm Gladwell. I got you know in the middle of nowhere. Where do you get and no I, signal? I just the yeah. first, yeah, you get no signal. First thing that came up, I, I just looked. I, I pulled over to the side of the road. This is the truth. And I thought, what's quick? I like John Mayer. I went to John Mayer and I went for uh, Heavier Things, which is the one that's got clarity, mm-hmm. something's missing, the new deep. Um, great album. I'm just, uh, y'all know I'm a John this Mayer This is the fan, second time and, in the past three or four weeks uh, that John Mayer's made it into our best of, I think, which I, I love it. I I'm love sorry. Him. He's it legit. He's, very, he's really good. Oh. So I'm listening to Malcolm Gladwell and John Mayer. That's who I'm listening to. I have, I have so. a, I forgot. There's one, uh, what we're listening to. I got to throw in there because it just, it blows my mind. So it, 
for all, any of our, if there's any Fort Smith listeners out there, Josh, if he's listening, yeah, Joshua, uh, yeah. there's one station, there's one station here in Fort Smith. I, I, I think I, I might have to go look it back up. I think it's ninety four one here in Fort Smith. They play one song all the time. It's on continuous. So I was sitting there, I get back, I'm in my truck, and I'm just like, uh, I, I think. Whatever, I think I had a pod, like I got in my truck and my phone didn't come up right away and play anything. So I was like, I'll just put on radio. And I, I went to the sports talk radio and it was, uh, it was like on commercial. So I just started going through my old presets and 94 mm-hmm. one was one in TK and it just started playing. And it was that song. I forget the name of it. It's that I always just know. I think it's, it, it says down with the sickness a lot. That might be the name of the song, but it's that, yeah. wow. I don't know what it, it yeah, I just know it's that one sickness, part. Yeah. Yeah. That makes yeah, sense. Cause it says that a lot, but. So I was like, oh, that's kind of a jam. And so I remember hearing that in the locker room a few times. Like everyone knows mm-hmm. that song. So I just jammed to it. And I thought it was, I was on like a seven-minute trip, maybe longer, 10-minute trip. And I thought, this is a longer song than I realized. Get out of the truck, go inside, get back in the truck the next morning or something. Same song's on. So I get skeptical. I was like, well, <laughs> still jamming. But that's odd that the two times I'm on the station, this is on. So now I'm doing mm-hmm. a test. And every time I've gotten in my truck since, that song has been playing I think they just play it on a loop. It's just they love down with the sickness and they just play it on a loop. And it is. I remember in Texarkana, there was a station uh, that like was changing over from like oldies to like classic rock or something. And so for like a week while they were doing the studio changeover, they played uh, just Mana Constant Sorrow for the entire week. (laughs) Just over and over again. Yep. For the entire week, really? yeah. So maybe the stations, like maybe the stations in a transition, and that's maybe so. They, yeah. they just they picked that song as their one. Yeah. Okay, this was probably before be- both of y'all, but there was a station changing here in Texarkana, and they played "The Atomic Dog" by George Clinton, <laughs> <laughs> like for like forty eight hours. <laughs> Nothing but the dog in me. It was Nothing but the dog in me. <laughs> Nothing but the dog in me, baby. <laughs> Why must I, I be like that? Why must I chase a cat? Wow! If we didn't, if we didn't lose all our listeners by the, before then, we just did. So, uh, who who, sing, who hey, sings I, that song? George Clinton. The Atomic let Dog. him let him do it. So, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> y'all got any? Y'all got anything else to, um, for this week? I think we got World Cups over with. The NBA. with it was yeah. Well, we might get on at some point, but LJ—he's fed up with the NBA. He's fed up with LeBron. I don't. It's not necessarily LeBron. I guess it's just the NBA in general. Is LeBron correct? is the catalyst. We'll talk. We'll talk about it. We'll bring. Yeah. <laughs> just. Yeah. I don't know if you could. You might not be able to see it because I can see it, but the frustration. I don't know if you hear it, but the frustration oh, is there. I can see it too, Kev. Yeah, it's there. It and the we better. I, we might need to get away. We might need to get off before he before he lashes out on us. So. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I think that'll do it. I'm glad. I'm, man, guys, it's been good. It's been a while since it's we've been, been here, yeah. since we've done it. Yeah. So it's been good. That's fun. Uh, as always, go check out. Well, well, go check out that video on our show notes after you, after you get done listening. This, if you haven't already, we'll put it up of the mm-hmm. the reporter that just fights through it and and just fights yep. through a beard to the face to keep to finish his set. And then, um, and we'll put up a link to a revisionist history too because that's that's definitely worth checking. Yeah, out. and that whole article is really good. I may have last week, but yeah, but we'll make sure we'll, that's we'll it. We'll relink it. Yeah, it was, that whole article is good. Uh, you can always find us on Facebook, obviously, Just Press Play Podcast, or on Twitter at JPP Pod. Uh, we're, we're gonna we're back on it, guys. I, I know we said this before. L, LJ kind of mentioned this, but we we the last week we couldn't get it together. Now we're back. It'll you'll get your regularly Tuesday podcast with with your boys. 
we're, we're back, back now. to old so. habits, baby. We're back, back and better than ever. All right, Greeny. <laughs> All right. Peace out. Peace. That was, there we go. <laughs> uh, good lord, how many times did I click it? I can't make it stop. I can't make it stop hitting it. Okay. Worst of the week. No, I clicked it. I clicked it too many times. Yeah, it new worst going. of the week. So, anyway, <laughs> I had to rebound like this reporter. So, um, yeah, let's see if we can keep going like professionals. <laughs>